Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Let's talk Ole Miss sports with Chuck. Howdy, tidy Rebel Nation, and welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. We've had a little couple of month uh, vacation. I got my sidekick, Yancey Porter, here. Yancey, how was your summer, buddy? It was good. It was good. We both look a little fatter, a little older, and just plain uglier. I'm not fatter. <laughs> I've lost uh, yeah. weight. Well, you have lately. A yeah. little bit lately. Yeah. But you were you were you were skinny start- for you before we left. Well, I was starting okay. to get fat in June. You're right about that. Uh, you, a lot of lot of youth league baseball, and yeah, stuff like that. Football's cranked up right now for the sons in junior high, and we're going full speed to have a football. All right, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's time for football. Uh, we've been out there for what since August first. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, uh, even though the media is limited in what we're able to see, uh, five or six practices, something like that, yeah. that we've been. Through. Well, we got Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for Friday. about eight periods, about forty-five minutes a day. Uh, it's enough to uh, kind of get the tone and tenor of what's going on out there, and uh, you know, it's 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 a lot different this year than it was last year. When you got a full allotment of scholarships, uh, you can turn up the intensity versus having sixty scholarship players like they did last year. 85 it, it makes a difference because true. uh it gives those some kids times to rest between reps and all this heat and um so i i think you're having a more intense environment let's say uh this year at least that's what i see how about you and definitely in the all season as well you know i've heard from players just how much uh more intense the the whole off season's been so i think they really grinded out trying the blue collar approach and we'll see how it works and, uh, you know, I, I think that also the influx of new coaches, you got Rich Rodriguez, who's a, who's a pretty much a taskmaster and, uh, and Mike McIntyre on the defensive side, Jeff Coons, the linebacker coach there. They're all pretty intense guys. Now Mike's intensity shows up in a different way than Rich Rod. Rich Rod is more vocal and, uh, you know, in your face, whereas Mike's more cerebral about it, his approach, but he's just as intense. And uh, Jeff Coons is a in-your-face in kind of guy. So uh, I think you're seeing uh, a style of coaching that's a little different as well. It's a good balance, and there is more energy from the coaching staff with the Ty Nicks and Coons uh, that you just mentioned there on defense. How did I forget Ty Nicks? Yeah. My gosh, he's he's a fireball out there for sure. Well, you know, there was a lot of, uh, of laid-back type coaches before, and, and it's kind of – it's got a good mixture of good cop, bad cop. You need both cops. Yeah. And Calvin McGee over at tight ends is a, 
technician. Technician. He's been with Rich Rod for years and knows exactly what Rich Rod wants out of that position. I think that's going to help Octavius Cooley and Jason Pellerin. But we're going to get into more of that after the break. Uh, What's on tap? Brought to you by the Library Sports Bar, home of Monday Night Football on the huge screen. Oxford most popular watering hole on the square, 120 south, 11. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to tell people where the library is. I think everybody's got a library card, don't you, Yancey? I don't need one. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have David Johnson on at 615. And we tried to get a coach for 630, but they're having meetings tonight, and none of them could get shake free. But we're honored to have the Clarion-Ledger beat writer, Mr. Nick Suss, is going to join us at 6.30. Oh, good guy, and I think a good reporter. I think he does a good job for the Clarion-Ledger. And I I hadn't always said that about the Clarion-Ledger beat writers, but I think Nick's a guy that uh, is fair and does a nice job. And we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Gale Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, buy a new road. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT GO56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT GO56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. Why get iPhone XS on the C Spire network? For that business trip to Chicago when your son sends a funny emoji. <laughs> For Aunt Ella's birthday where your iPhone XS dual lens camera takes the picture everyone wants. Get the most from iPhone XS with twice the nationwide LTE. iPhone XS and C Spire. For every moment. C Spire. Customer inspired. For a limited time, buy the latest iPhone. Get one on us. Details at cspar.com. The farm provides us with many things, and it means many things. From crops to cattle, poultry, and timber, the farm is vital to our everyday lives. It's a place to enjoy the outdoors and where many traditions are born. Whatever the farm means to you, let First South Farm Credit finance it. We're ready to help you make your dream of land ownership are farming your own land a reality? Visit FirstSouthland.com. Equal housing lender. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. (laughs) 
Listen to Rhino doing some Aussie. Listen to you, baby. All right. Check this out, Yancey. This is a heck of a deal here. I might do this for my grandchildren. Pre- prepaid by C Spires going big for back to school with special deals. Check this out. Including a like new iPhone 6 for just $49 and daily $500 giveaway. Learn more at cspire.com backslash backslash prepaid. C Spire customer inspired. Let's go to the control room with Mr. Jack Schultz and Ole Miss Sports News. Take it away, Rhino. It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel Rags on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about it, Molly. Rebel Rags. Anything, everything, Ole Miss. Adi Tati, Jack Schultz here. It's great to have Rebel Yell Hotline back on the air as Rebel football team prepares for its season opener, which is just 19 days away. Ole Miss will face Memphis at 11 a.m. on August 31st, the game airing on ABC. The Matt Luke era marches on with two new coordinators. Rich Rodriguez has taken over on the offensive side of the ball with a young and experienced unit. Matt Corral is the starting quarterback and the most experienced in the quarterback room as a redshirt freshman. But inside the program, many are excited about Corral's athleticism and potential, while also noting his growth and maturity as a leader. On the offensive line, the Rebels' leader, senior Alex Givens, has had back surgery this summer, but Matt Luke and company are hopeful for his return before the season opener. On the defensive side, new coordinator Mike McIntyre is trying to create depth on a unit that has struggled mightily over the last few seasons. Jalen Jones, who tore his ACL early last season, is ready to return and appears close to 100%, which will be a great boost for the Landshark defense. In other Ole Miss news, the soccer and volleyball teams have each begun preseason camp as well. The soccer team is playing a scrimmage against Samford tonight at 7 in Oxford and will open the regular season on August 22nd at home against North Alabama. The volleyball team begins its season hosting the Rebel Invitational, which will include Rice, Iowa State, and UCF at the end of the month. That's the latest in Oxford. Back to Chuck and Yancey. All right, thank you, Jack. Good job as usual. Um, Yancey, let's uh, let's talk about your impressions before we get David Johnson and uh, uh, Nick Suss on here. We're going to ask for their analysis of the practices as they've been out there. I know that you always keep tabs on the newcomers That's because right. you just talked to all of them in recruiting for like four uh, years yeah <laughs> so uh g- give me some early impressions of some of those guys well i mean offensively i'll start with snoop connor because he's been here in the spring he's a guy that can run between the tackles catch the ball out of the backfield and then uh Plumley really seems to be rising you, you hear a lot of coaches you know mumbling about him really um picking things up and his leadership skills, that's something you can't measure, and I've written about this his whole senior years. Everybody loves him, all walks of life. You know, it doesn't matter where you come from. Uh, everybody loves Bumbley, and at quarterback, that's vital, and obviously his footwork is unbelievable. He doesn't have the, he doesn't throw the prettiest ball, but it gets where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's just not in a tight spiral all the time, but um, I was told in Saturday scrimmage that he, he ran the ball really well and had, uh, a couple of passes that went for big gains that, like you said, weren't pretty spirals, but they got to the receiver. That's right. And then Mingo, you know, I, I you look at him, he's kind of like a baby A.J. He's not quite as thick as A.J. was, mm-hmm. obviously, when he left, but around the same size as A.J. when he entered the program. A uh, guy that's very smooth yeah, route. he's 212. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, he's not little. No, he's not little. And, and A.J. wasn't little when he entered the yeah. program either, but A.J.'s about 230 now. 
Um, so, Rich, by the way, Rich Rod said that Mingo, uh, Plumley, and I'm sure the one you're fixing to talk about now, Ely, were the three that shine in Saturday's scrimmage. Yeah, and Ely, you know, he is going to be the guy that, you know, everybody's like, he's not started running back or whatever, but they're going to move him around. If you look at West Virginia's old offenses, even at Arizona the second year when they met, went to more run spread the first year, they had a great classic drop back passer and they threw for 3,800 yards. So Rich Rod's known to just, he's not going to fit a square peg in a round hole. But Ely is going to play a lot of slot like Knight and those jet sweeps and tosses and, in space, the footwork is everything that you were hoping it was going to be. He's just got to get bigger, you know. Yep. He's yeah. he's a lot of he's built very similar to Jalen Walton to me, and then defensively, a little taller than Jalen. Right? A little taller, yeah, a little taller. That'd be right. Um, defensively, uh, I really like Cops and and Patrick. Wait a minute, Lucas wait a minute, coming. wait a minute now. I've been impressed with two or three of the, the true freshman linemen. Yeah, Broker and, and James. They they I seem like to be Bryce ahead. Ramsey too at center. I, you know what? I like his footwork. Yeah. I mean, he is. He's not the best looking kid. He can't no, be he's all heavy. He's five heavy. eleven, six hundred six feet, and probably three hundred forty pounds. But the kid can move, yeah. and he's got a good motor. Uh, I like him. And, and he knock off about twenty pounds. I think he's going to be a player. And he will. He will. Yeah. He'll be very similar to Sims, I bet. Yeah, great him. kid. Yeah, great yeah. kid. And then, uh, you know, Broker's obviously doing well and James there. But I, I call it a newcomer, Michael Howard. He's a guy offensively, you know, he's been here, what, this is his fifth year, but he's put on that weight. Mm-hmm. And he's Finally. Playing, finally he's, looks like an SEC lineman. And he's played as good as anybody on that offensive line I right agree. Now. I agree. You get thoughts on, on some defensive players, you think? Well, you know, the newcomers, Lakia Henry, to me, st- sticks out because he, he's a hitter now. He's physical. He's not – may not be as big as I thought he'd mm-hmm. be. Uh, but Not he's tall. But he's 235 pounds, so I mean he's plenty big. Yeah. And he's he's very physical, and uh, you know I, I like Brandon Mack at outside linebacker. He's going to be a player now, especially with Shepard out. And, yeah. And Sam, Sam Williams, Williams back, is, is, banged up. Yeah. And they're not very thin. Uh, they're and, not very. Uh, deep there, so that's. Ladarius Cox is a big old boy at nose tackle, and they seem to like him. It looks like he might be in the rotation some this year at nose tackle. Oh, no, I think so. Uh, Patrick Lucas is a good looking kid. I'm not sure if he's going to be in the rotation this year, or not at defensive end, but he's a good looking kid too. And then uh, they got a lot of depth there on the line. Yeah, and uh, Jay Stanley and AJ Finley at safety, I like. I like a lot. Uh, DeAndre Prince at corner. Yeah, got great feet. He's just got to get bigger. That's right. So I, I think this is a good, solid class from top to bottom, and I'm, I'm impressed with it. It's the best class I've seen in the last three years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's that says what you want to know. I mean, that's a step up. And that's what I, we need. I think it's building for that 2021 season. Not that they can't be competitive the next two years, but kind of like that uh, 13 class where you can see it projecting out. I think they'll get there. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Moser Mississippi Rebel Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a cannon deal, 
Nobody. Chevrolet, buy a new road. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT GO56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT GO56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. Why get iPhone XS on the C Spire network? For that business trip to Chicago when your son sends a funny emoji. <laughs> For Aunt Ella's birthday where your iPhone XS dual lens camera takes the picture everyone wants. <laughs> get the most from iPhone XS with twice the nationwide LTE. iPhone XS and C Spire. For every moment. C Spire. Customer inspired. For a limited time, buy the latest iPhone. Get one on us. Details at cspar.com. Avanakins Diamond is chosen for its excellence, brilliance, and fire. Avanakins Mount is then chosen for its intricate craftsmanship and detailing. Whether the mount is a beautiful crafted piece from the past or a specially designed piece from the present, the results are the same. Wow. When you want to say forever, say it with class, say it with love, but most of all, say it with a Van Ackes diamond because you know she's worth it. Van Ackes Jewelers Store downtown New Albany or VanAckens.com. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, welcome back to Cannon Moser, Mississippi, Rebel Yell Hotline. We're very pleased to have 247, Mr. Do-It-All, on the 247 site, the com. Mr. David Johnson. How you doing, David? Hey, Chuck. How are you? Doing great, man. How about yourself? I'm still trying to glue myself together after melting out of practice earlier today. Man, it is hot out there. <laughs> It was, it was. I'm telling you, if it hadn't been for that little light breeze, I don't know, the humidity was almost unbearable, but that light breeze, I mean, it made us almost bearable, almost survivable. Chuck, if you can hear me, you guys are very modulated. I'm having trouble understanding you. Okay, we got you. We've got you. Give us some some impressions of uh, practice. You've been out there every day I have. What's, what's, your, what's the deal with you? Yeah, okay, okay. You came through right there at the end. As far as practice, uh, you, are, are you asking me about my observations? Yes. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, man, I, I tell you what, uh, I haven't seen an Ole Miss team work as hard as what these guys are doing right now. Um, you know, I think that's a credit to the coaching staff. Um I think it's credit to the kids, too. Obviously, there are a lot of people out there not giving them much uh, preseason credit, and I understand that, uh, but I think this is a group, and, and I think you can attest to this, too, that seems to kind of uh, have put the chips on their shoulder about uh, the expectations for this season, and I think they want to exceed what those expectations are. Well, I know you've got a son that's playing start and center, and uh, I know you watch the offensive line closely. Without Alex Gibbons, 
uh, who's rehabbing a back injury or surgery from surgery. Uh, what's your impression of the offensive line at this point? You know, I, I think that they've done a pretty good job. You know, we talked to Matt about that after practice today and his observations of the running game, not necessarily the offensive line per se, but of the running game Saturday during that scrimmage. And he seemed to be extremely pleased. Uh, they were able to run the football with those five guys in there. And, uh, you know, he did say he appreciates the fact uh, that, that those guys up there, three of those, you know, five starters and really four, if you count Michael Howard now filling in for Alex Gibbons, They've never started a game on the offensive line, but Matt says that they've all taken a really uh, veteran kind of approach to things, and uh, he's been real pleased with that. And uh, obviously, you know, when you get past those first five, uh, the concern is depth because uh, we've looked out across that field now for a week and a half, and uh, for a large part of that time, that second team has been composed solely of freshmen. But, uh, you know, those guys are coming on. They're picking it up. I think you're seeing some of them uh, start to flash. Guys like uh, Jalen Cunningham, who's a redshirt freshman. And, you know, I think the key, Chuck, is going to be staying healthy up front. If they stay healthy up front, I think they have a serviceable group right now. Obviously, if the injury bug starts biting, uh, as it did them in preseason camp, not only with Alex Gibbons, but Darius Thomas, the true freshman four-star offensive tackle, has not been out there yet. He's waiting to be cleared for what's been described as a heart condition. Um, you know, that's it. I mean, I mean, health. They've got to stay healthy. I think if they stay healthy up front, they're going to be serviceable, and Rich Rodriguez and Jack Bignell are going to be able to uh, put them in the best possible situations for them to be successful. I'm becoming a fan more and more of Jalen Cunningham. What about you? Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. He's got an NFL body type. I mean, I think the thing that uh, you've been waiting for, he, of course, we just said he's a redshirt freshman, so he's been in the program for a year. The thing you've been waiting for is is kind of his mental processing to catch up with his physicality and his athleticism, and, and you're starting to see that happen a little bit. He's been in the program for a while. He's starting to get more confident with things, learning this system, and uh, when it all comes together, Ole Miss is going to have a special one in Jalen Cunningham plug-in at guard. Hey, uh, let's stay in the trenches. What, flip over to the defensive side. Uh, a lot of, lot of veteran players returning there, and looks like Freddie Roach, even though they're going to a 3-4, is going to go to a 9- or 10-man rotation. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, you got to like that, particularly at this point of the season, that they're getting the confidence enough to think that they can play with 9 or 10 at those three down line positions. And it's because, you know, we've seen the the emergence of guys like Katie Hill, a redshirt freshman, and Quentin Bivens, a redshirt freshman, uh, even Hal Northern, a JUCO transfer, all of those guys starting to get some, some substantial reps in the early going of fall camp. And then, you know, there there are two kids that are true freshmen out there with Patrick Lucas and Ladarius Cox that are absolutely humongous. And, uh, you know, Patrick Lucas has has, has been getting involved in, in some of the uh, team reps out there as well. So, I mean, that's going to bode well for Ole Miss. You need to be in the SEC. You need to be at least seven or eight deep. And if you can be nine or ten deep, you've got something special right there. And, 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 and yes, I mean, I think we've started to see some of that younger – Defensive line talent behind guys like Benito Jones and Josiah Coatney, even a Tarikius Tisdale, who's got a year in the SEC under his belt now, 
starting to flash a little bit. I feel very good, and, and I'll throw the linebackers into, into this group as well. I feel very good about Ole Miss' front seven right now. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I'm going to pinch myself as I say that and uh, toss a little salt over my shoulder, but I, I think that they can be substantial in the SEC this season. I, uh, I'm, I think the most underrated player up front is Austrian Robinson. I think he's yeah, very and consistent, even, and, and very I solid. Austrian Robinson. He can play defensive end. He can play nose tackle, and I, I just think he's a good, solid football player. And I think that's kind of the the look I see of the whole defense. I don't see any superstars out there, but I see a lot of really good football players, good solid football players. I think there's a. a, a pretty good amount of intelligence out there. Mm-hmm. The size is fine. Uh, the depth starting to build on the defensive side. So I, I'm way more optimistic about the defense than I was last year for sure. I mean, and last year was, let's admit it, was a disaster. But uh, I like the 3-4 with this personnel. I think this personnel uh, fits the 3-4 if these big defensive ends transition the way I think they're going to to outside linebacker. Yeah, you got to get Kadir Shepard back out there as quick as possible. You know, he's dealing with a hand issue right now. Uh, he is a guy that I cannot wait to see play. And, you know, former defensive end, as you, as you said, you know, that's been moved to this outside linebacker spot. And, man, he is so explosive off the edge. And so, too, is Sam Williams, the junior college transfer that got here in January, already has a spring practice under his belt. I mean, I, again, I, I really have a feeling that front seven is going to be pretty darn salty uh, this year. And, of course, there's there's some talent and experience in that secondary, too. And to a man, every player I have talked to during fall camp, they feel much more comfortable in this system, being architect, you know, under the architecture of Mike McIntyre, than they have ever felt in an Ole Miss defense before, and I think that's a good sign as well. Guys, does it worry either one of you with uh, Kadir breaking his hands going to be playing with the club? Uh, yeah, you know, how many weeks is going to be? Probably at least four, five, six games. Yeah, yeah it, it, it playing me. in space, you know, with the club. I mean. You know, you got Brandon Matt behind him. Uh, of course, you got Williams and um, and Chucky ninety nine that'll be in there. But you know, Brandon Matt's really emerging. But he is a true freshman. No, that, it's, it, it'll be it'll be Chucky. It'll be Chuck Wiley. And, and well, I mean, kind of taking the spot in the rotation. I yeah, think Brandon's going to be the, up into think, the rotation now. Yeah. Maybe some. I mean, he's doing a good job, but I, I look. Shepard was really coming on. I was so surprised at how well he could flip his hips in coverages in open spaces. Mm-hmm. I really watched that. I didn't in the spring, but I did early camp, and then boom, he breaks his hand. What What do you think that does? I, I think it hurts him. I think it hurts the defense. But uh, if if his primary duty is going to be to rush the passer, he'll be all right. Right. Uh, if he's Dropping in coverage, I think that club will, will hinder him some. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, David, uh, quickly, have you ever covered a team that had like six freshman quarterbacks? <laughs> yeah, including I'll tell a couple you what. Of I mean, you know, that, that's, that's, that's one thing. I get asked all the time about how this season is going to go. And I personally think they're going to do a lot better than what all these talking heads seem to think they're going to do. But you fast forward a year from now. 
going to feel really good because all you know we're all talking about inexperience this year. It's going to be an experienced football team next year, uh, one way or the other, because this is a young football team, and we may not talk about it enough about how young they are, particularly on the offensive side of the football. But not only are they young, are they young, they're talented, and I think they're hungry. And I just think that um, Ole Miss fans, for the first time in a while, are going to have something to cheer about this year. Now, those first two ball games, ultra important. I mean, I mean, they 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 can't go to Memphis and lose. Failure is not an option there. Um, but uh, they get off to the start. We think they can get off to. Uh, I, I think there's going to be some excitement in Oxford this fall. David, thanks for your time, buddy. We'll have you on real real soon. All right, guys, thanks for having me. Thank you. Rebel Frashback, brought to you by Rebel Equipment. Over 50 years of serving the Memphis area with all your equipment needs. Located at 4890 East Shelby Drive, you can rent, buy, or have repaired all of your equipment at Rebel Equipment. As the opener at Memphis rapidly approaches, it's easy to reflect back on the 2018 opener in Houston against Texas Tech, a 47-27 win over the Red Raiders. The Rebels jumped to a 24-7 First quarter lead on the strength of a DK Metcalf 54-yard touchdown pass from Jordan Tiamo, a 94-yard kickoff return by Jalen Jones, Luke Logan field goal, and a 39-yard Scotty Phillips scamper. The Red Raiders cut the score to 37-27 as the third quarter ticked down, but Ole Miss scored on a 34-yard pass from Tiamu to A.J. Brown and another Logan field goal while shutting Tech out in the deciding frame. It was a great start, but it was costly. Jalen Jones, also the starting cornerback and arguably the best defensive player on the team at the time as a lockdown corner, got hit by a teammate going after a loose ball and tore his knee up, lost for the season. At that point, he had had a kickoff return for a score, seven tackles, and a pass breakup. Big loss, but a fine way for the team to start the season. Hopefully the Rebs can get a win over Memphis in the same fashion. Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment in Memphis, Tennessee. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Coming back in from Rhino. Man, he's had Hendrix on tonight. Nirvana. The Who. That's kind of like, kind of up my alley a little bit. Mixing it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. We're, re- we're really happy to have Mr. Nick Suss on right now. Nick is the beat writer for Ole Miss for the Clarion Ledger, Jackson's statewide newspaper. And, and I haven't always said this about Clarion Ledger beat writers. Nick, but I, I think you do a tremendous job. I'm very pleased to have you on the show tonight. I agree. Well, well I appreciate hearing that, and I appreciate uh, y'all having me on tonight, man. 
Yes, sir. Well, I have to be honest with you, though. You were you were the second choice. <laughs> I no, had a I, coach. I figured that was the case. I figured I had a case. coach, but he had to cancel because of the meetings. But uh, but you're still a top choice in my mind. Okay. Well, I'll Nick, have you been accused yet of, of, of being a Ole Miss homer or anything by the Bulldog faithful? No, I, I don't hear anything on that. Uh, they've wow, they've abandoned me quick a long time ago. <laughs> they abandoned you. Hey, all right, so let's just jump right in here, man. Have you ever covered a, a team that had uh, six freshman quarterbacks, <laughs> including no. a couple walk-ons? No, but I've only been doing this about five years. Chuck, have you ever covered a team no, with a six quarterback? Because that'd be the more not. impressive. Yeah, it's, it's staggering just how young this quarterback room is. So talk about them a little bit. What, what you've seen, and we, and you know, our re, our listeners know that uh, we're limited in what we've been able to see. But uh, we've been watching them since spring. Some of them, and some of them are newcomers this fall. Uh, but what little you've seen, what what are your impressions? Yeah, I mean, Mackerel is going to be the starter, and everybody's known that for a while. I like the sure. way he throws the ball. I like the way that he commands the offense. He really does have a lot of those leadership qualities you'd want from a quarterback, even though he's younger in stature than most quarterbacks are going to be in the conference this year. Uh, whether or not he can run the ball the way that uh, the quarterback might need to in a Rich Rodriguez offense is going to be interesting to pay attention to, but he seemed to be pretty willing to do it. Uh, in the spring and also so far in the fall from what we've seen. Then the other guys, right now it seems to me like Grant Tisdale has a bit of an edge as the number two. He's the kid from Allen, Texas, uh, four-star. He he runs well. He's been running with the twos most of camp. Uh, I've liked what I've seen from him, but I haven't gotten to see him throw all that much. I've mostly just seen him in a couple of running drills and maybe a throw here or there. Uh, John Rice Plumley is really athletic. I got to see him play down in Hattiesburg a couple of times last year when he was at Oak Grove. And in the three games I saw from him, he played really well in two of them. And then in one of them, he kind of got swamped. Uh, he's a very good athlete. I wouldn't be shocked to see him have a couple of packages as a wildcat type guy because he can do so many things so well. But the fact that he didn't have a spring here might be the reason that he's a little bit behind Tisdale on the depth chart right now. And then there's Kincaid Dent, who's injured right now, who he can sling it a little bit, but I would guess that he's a little bit further behind the other three with regards to mobility. He's well, he's just got to get bigger and stronger, too. I mean, he's 6'5", and he don't weigh but, what, 180 or 190 pounds? Yeah, I mean, he's he's a stick in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what would on that stay on that side of the ball and what would be uh what you consider a strength and what would be your concern well i guess the strength right now is i think they have a lot of depth at running back uh scotty phillips is probably the most proven guy on the offense and uh the guys behind him whether it's devon penniman or jerry on ely or snoop connor or isaiah woolard i think they have a lot of options and a lot of guys who do a lot of things very well and very different from one another. So you can mix and match a lot of different options. And if they run the high-tempo run offense that Rich Rodriguez made famous at West Virginia and then at Arizona, I think they can mix bodies, sometimes run two back sets, maybe run a spread option type offense that maybe you've seen from Auburn in the SEC these past couple of seasons. Uh, the weakness, the concern, if Alex Givens doesn't come back, I'm I'm probably going to tell some fans to be a little bit concerned about the depth on the offensive line because if Givens isn't out there, Ben Brown's the only guy who's ever started a college game, and 
that's no disrespect to Michael Howard or to Bryce Matthews or Royce Newman or Eli Johnson or any of those guys who are stepping in right now. But when your first game's at the Liberty Bowl and you maybe only have one guy who's ever started a college game and he's still a sophomore, that's uh, that's a lot to replace, especially with a redshirt freshman signal caller and a bunch of new receivers. Uh, you'd want that protection to be a little bit more short up than maybe it could be. Give us a, a little quick synopsis of the wide receivers and what you're what you viewed in the last couple of weeks and in yeah, spring. That's been an interesting thing for me because in the spring, all of the talk was about Elijah Moore, was that he was going to be the face of this offense. This was going to engineer around him. And we haven't really heard or seen as much from Elijah uh, this fall. I still expect him to be a starter. I still expect him to be the leading receiver on this team. But him and Miles Battle and Braylon Sanders and also Tylen Knight seem to be the starters when they go four wide and... Beyond that, you'll have Jonathan Mingo, who's impressed a lot of people. I heard Miles Hartsfield the other day compare him to a younger A.J. Brown, which is always a huge comparison. you got Ontario Drummond, Dennis Jackson, a lot of wide receivers to pick between, but kind of like what I was saying with the offensive line, it's there are just no much experience. You, Braylon started a couple of games last year, then he got hurt, and Elijah started a couple of games after Braylon got hurt, but... You really have a lot of raw bodies that they're athletic. I love the athleticism on Moore and Knight uh, slot guys, and I love Miles Battle's length on the outside, and Ontario Drummond seems to have some of that too. But they're unproven commodities, and, and that's kind of what needs to be explored. Talk a little bit about, uh, you know, you got Jason Peller and Octavia Cooley are the veterans at tight end. I think they'll do a, a pretty good job. But now they've moved Devon Penniman there, kind of yeah. use him like in the H-back position. Uh, give us your impressions of that that move. I actually think it fits him if you use him as an H-back fullback. I know this team hasn't had a fullback in a few years, and they probably still won't with all the shotgun they're running. But Penniman's the closest thing they have to a true fullback. And using him as a flanked-out F-back or H-back, depending on the formation, I think that could pay off. and. I wouldn't be surprised to see other running backs maybe approach that role, whether it's Snoop Connor because of his size or Jerry Ely because of his versatility. It's an interesting thing to do because you create matchup concerns. You're asking a linebacker to play one-on-one in space with a running back, or you're asking a safety to come down out of his element to give yourself the speed advantage and maybe you lose something up top. I, I like the fit there, but realistically, I think this team likes Cooley and likes Pellerin. And when Pellerin is back from the injury that's kept him out for a couple of days now, I wouldn't be shocked to see Penniman maybe not go back to running back wholesale, but spend most of his time at running back because they do have two tight ends they seem to trust in Cooley and Pellerin. Ole Miss fans will remember this. Nick, you weren't here at the time, obviously, but uh, Nick Parker was a converted uh running back that went to kind of fullback H-back position, did a good job as a lead blocker, uh, you know, lining up kind of at the wing and helping tight ends and tackles block. And he's from he's from South Panola and did a nice job. And he's very similar to Devon build-wise and everything. So I think that's what they've got in mind, in my opinion. Let's flip over to defense. Uh, we just had David Johnson on earlier. And, uh, of course, he was kind of impressed with the defensive front. What's your – thought process there 
The defensive front's been interesting to me because I just can't get a read on who's winning the battle. Every day I look over at the defense and it's a different starting three up front and sometimes it's just three new guys entirely. I, I like what I've seen from Tarikas Tisdale and the limited stuff we've gotten to see. I think Austrian Robinson looks like he's as he's in as good of shape as he's been since he's since I've gotten to see him. Um, I can't tell with Cotney and with Benito, they, they both missed a lot of time in spring, and maybe they're still catching up. Uh, Bivens looks pretty good as that nose tackle. Pat Lucas, the freshman, got a couple of reps with the ones not too long ago. Ryder Anderson's usually working with the ones. There's a big mix of players, and there's no position group you want to rotate more than the defensive line. So it's good that they have so many players that they seem to be able to trust. But best-case scenario, you'd have two or three guys that you could – routinely call your number one so you're not just rotating diminishing returns hopefully you'd have players that you think are strong and talented and i think that they've got a lot of time for those guys to peek through but i don't know if i've seen a a group peek through as so much as i've seen eight guys battling exactly i I think when the dust clears you're going to see benito at nose tackle and maybe Josiah and Austrian at the defensive ends, but that's just an educated guess and not yeah, that educated as well. Yeah, that's about all we well. can do right now. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's about all we can do. Um, little, little concern there with Kadir breaking his hand, and now Sam Williams has kind of tweaked his knee a little bit. Uh, they're going with Brendan Williams, Chuck Wiley, Brandon Mack at outside linebacker. Assess that position for us, if you will. So I think when Kadir and Sam are both healthy, that is a strength of the defense. But if they're not healthy, especially if one of them isn't healthy, I wouldn't be shocked to see this team be a nickel-based defense. Maybe not against Memphis, because Memphis has historically been a pretty good running team. But with so much passing in college football, you you almost want to be a nickel-based. You almost want to have five DBs on the field. And if they are thin at outside linebacker, that's the position they take off the field to add an extra corner. And I wouldn't be shocked to see if there's an injury, if Kadir's injury proceeds into the season, because I don't necessarily buy 10 days for a broken hand, especially at a position <laughs> like that. But he's going to play with that, the club. Yeah, if he's playing with a club or if he's limited – um, I think that just means more situations with Miles Hartsfield, Jalen Jones, and Keedron Smith all on the field together, which helps you against the passing teams. But, I mean, you know as well as anybody, the people listening know well, one of the major weaknesses of this defense last year was it couldn't get a consistent pass rush. And you're switching to this 3-4, and you're bringing in Sam Williams, and you're standing up Kadir Shepard to maybe get a better pass rush. And I think that if these guys are healthy, that can be achieved. But if you go back to square one and you don't have any of your pass rushers, then you've switched to an attacking 3-4 defense that maybe loses its attack mode, which that's a rough trade to make this early in the season. Yeah, I agree. Inside linebacker, obviously, uh, Willie Hibbler, maybe a little beat up. He left practice this morning, but I I didn't see where it looked to me like it was very serious. Uh, Momo is doing a good job. Lakia Henry's starting to come on. Jaquez Jones is – Solid, and I think the guy that surprised me, and I think the three fours helping him is is Dante Evans. I think yeah. he's uh, him being inside and not having as much ground to cover. I think his physicality is showing up a little bit now, and I think he might be a factor in this defense. Yeah, I think they're going to be able to rotate five or six deep 
at inside linebacker, and that's good, but I think the easiest way to put the inside linebacker battle is you don't sign Lakia Henry to make him a rotational player. You don't go out and sign the number one junior college inside linebacker by telling him you're going to rotate with Jaquez Jones and Willie Hitler. I think that by the end of camp, I wouldn't be surprised to see him as the number one on the depth chart alongside Momo. I would not be shocked to see him playing a majority of the snaps and making Willie and Jaquez rotational players as much of a bummer as that is for two guys who played well as freshmen last year. But there's some sort of sense of urgency when it comes to signing a junior college player. These guys are in developmental projects. And whether it's him or Sam Williams or John Haynes or Dontario Drummond, you go out to get these experienced JUCO guys to make a young team feel less young. And I've been impressed with Lakia, what I've seen. I mean, what Momo told us today about Lakia being one of the few starters on the defense who didn't miss a tackle in the scrimmage on Saturday seems to indicate he's playing pretty well. Very physical. I think you're right. Yeah, he's very physical. I think you're right. Dante's going to play. I think Willie's going to play. I think Jaquez is going to play. And ultimately, I think Momo is still the star of this defense from the middle linebacker spot. But Lakia's physicality and Lakia's experience might end up uh, giving him the edge in that spot. Jalen Julius and John Haynes came out of spring as the top safeties, but they're both injured right now. Yep. Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully not bad injuries. Uh, Jalen's got an ankle issue. John's got an hamstring issue. So uh, where does that leave the safeties? Um, there's a lot of guys back there. I've noticed this camp. It's weird that they have seven cornerbacks and 13 or 14 safeties. They have a lot of bodies at safety, and whether it's C.J. Miller or Armani Linton or eventually when Montrell Custis gets out of his green jersey, maybe he can be one of the guys. They have Vernon Dasher as well. They've got, play, got guys who have played at safety before, and that's one of the deeper spots just when it comes to experience. Maybe not super productive experience, but guys who have played. So <laughs> if, if Haynes and Julius aren't ready they have guys who they know won't be afraid back there and that's good that's a good sign but yeah I was super impressed by Haynes in the spring I I thought that much to what I was saying about Lakia I thought that he was a guy that they didn't bring in by accident but yeah I mean if he can't go if he's day-to-day and if Julius is a little banged up it looks like an ankle for him today then then yeah they're gonna have to turn to some guys who fans might remember my uh my pick for best freshman is A.J. Finley. I've been really yeah. impressed with his movement, and he's only 17 years old. I don't know if our listeners understand that, but he's he's not even 18 yet. I mean, that's – and looks good, I think. Chuck and, and Nick, do you think it's, it's you know, a lot of experienced safeties, but as Nick said, uh, didn't have a lot of success in their past experiences – uh, that are, you know, running second and third string right now. I mean, is just because they have experience, is that a positive? Because they haven't been a, successful in the past. Well, yeah, I mean, experience is always a positive. Well, sure, but but, but but not when you haven't had any success. Well, I agree with, with that. I, but, but, I mean, you could say that about the whole defense. Hey, Nick, we're running up true. against a, a, a break, and I, I want to tell you I really appreciate your insight on this tonight, and, and I appreciate the job you're doing at the – state's largest paper uh i think you've taken the bull by the horns down there and and uh turned this into a a really readable beat and at times i i haven't said that about the clarion ledger 
but uh, well, I think you've done a yeah, nice job down there. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, thanks for the compliments, guys. And anytime y'all need me, I'm happy to hop on. Thanks, thanks Nick. Nick. Appreciate it, man. Nick Suss, Ole Miss beat writer with Clarion Ledger. That's a good job, like you said. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. You can make an argument for that. Sure. Rock band. All right, welcome back to Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Hotline, the latest, I mean, the last segment of tonight's inaugural show of the 2019 2020. Yeah, we'll get it sped up a little bit That's next week, too. Uh, so, when we were off the air, I don't know how many of y'all know Yancey Porter, but. I am exactly five eleven and three quarters. <laughs> I'm a good two inches taller than Yancey, and he swears he's five eleven and three quarters. So, anyway, here we go. Uh, let's go to the control room. Jack Schultz with around the SEC. Take it away, Rono. It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel Rags on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about it, Molly. Rebel Rags. Anything, everything, Ole Miss. Adi Tati, Jack Schultz here. It's great to have Rebel Yell Hotline back on the air as Rebel football team prepares for its season opener, which is just 19 days away. Ole Miss will face Memphis at 11 a.m. on August 31st, the game airing on ABC. The Matt Luke era marches on with two new coordinators. Rich Rodriguez has taken over on the offensive side of the ball with a young, inexperienced unit. Matt Corral is the starting quarterback and the most experienced in the quarterback room as a redshirt freshman. But inside the program, many are excited about Corral's athleticism and potential, while also noting his growth and maturity as a leader. On the offensive line, the Rebels' leader, senior Alex Gibbons, has had back surgery this summer, but Matt Luke and company are hopeful for his return before the season opener. On the defensive side, new coordinator Mike McIntyre is trying to create depth on a unit that has struggled mightily over the last few seasons. Jalen Jones, who tore his ACL early last season, is ready to return and appears close to 100%, which will be a great boost for the Landshark defense. In other Ole Miss news, the soccer and volleyball teams have each begun preseason camp as well. The soccer team is playing a scrimmage against Samford tonight at 7 in Oxford and will open the regular season on August 22nd at home against North Alabama. The volleyball team begins its season hosting the Rebel Invitational, which will include Rice, Iowa State, and UCF at the end of the month. That's the latest in Oxford. Back to Chuck and Yancey. All right. Thank you, Jack. 
as always. Wonderful job. Yancy, we got one minute. I want your answer here. What what do you think the strength of this football team is and what do you where what's your concern? I I'm the obvious answer would be running back, but I'm gonna go with quarterback because of depth and I think Matt can be a star in this league and the biggest concern to me is what we were talking about with Nick is safety. I just um, with the injuries there, I, I'm concerned about it. I got you. What if uh, if John Haynes and Jalen Julius are back healthy, though, is it still as big a concern to you? Who's going to play behind them? Yeah, it's still a concern. Okay. To me, it is. I got you. Okay. The numbers are there, but the the quality is, is lacking to me. Quality in and experience, of, and experience. Yeah, yeah, the guys. I think we've that, got some athletes back. There. I do too. But, I, I mean, some of these young guys, I think, are going to be really good in time. But the experienced guys that yeah, are back there have you. not had success in the past. I got you. Hey, and uh, good luck to David Brandt, AP writer. Used to be the Ole Miss beat writer. Another Ole Miss beat writer. Clarence Ledger is really good. He was good. He's moving to Arizona to be a beat writer. Be with the AP still. Beat writer for the Diamondbacks and nice. all the pro Arizona teams yeah. out there. Uh, good, bad, and ugly. Brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. If you need a four-wheeler side-by-side, a lawnmower, Big Delta, Big Delta Power Sports is the only place to shop. Brett Rousey and his staff give you a great deal on the model you want with affordable financing and competitive prices. That's Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Good. It's August, and everyone's undefeated, Yancey. So there's a lot of good coming out of preseason camp. One, the team seems to be fighting through the heat okay. Sure, they've been fatigued, but with the heat index over 100 degrees several of of these days, that's normal. Two, with a full scholarship allotment out there, the coaches can push a little harder. They're planning on backing off a little bit here in the next two weeks, but the first two weeks were pretty brutal, which they should have been. I think this team needed some brutal. Three, from all the comments we've gathered, the kids are buying into the coaching they're getting from this staff and the new coordinators. The work ethic is good, and the attitude's been upbeat, despite the soul-draining heat they've had to battle. Bad, a few too many injuries, it says here, but there are no real serious ones. Kadir's hand may be the worst. Alex is back. We'll have to see how Gibbons comes back from that back surgery. Uh, most are expected to be available for the opener against Memphis August 31st. The worrisome ones seem to be, as I said, Alex Givens, uh, Kadir Shepard, and and in maybe safety Montreal Custis. He's still covered, still recovering gimpy. from knee surgery from last year, and that's a little concern with me. Even though he says he's coming on pretty strong, I I've yet to see it on the field. Needy. The Good, Bad, and Ugly, brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. we got a couple minutes, I think, Yancey. Uh, uh, what are you looking to see in the next two weeks? Obviously, uh, as we've said, we've, we've got very limited viewing, but and I think they're going to back off on them, let them get their legs back, do more mental reps than, uh, than physical reps. They'll still have another scrimmage. But uh, I, I think we're going to get some define what who's on that second team offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to find out a little bit more about that wide receiver rotation, the main five six guys, not the eight to ten. Yeah, and uh, we're going to find out um, when Kadir Shepard comes back how uh, how effective he is with the club because yeah. Yeah. no way he will not be wearing that thing for the Memphis game. Yeah, and that's All a right. big one. All right, that's the first. Show of 2019-2020 in the books, and uh, 
We hope you guys and girls will listen again next Monday at 6 o'clock. We'll join you right here on all these same stations on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Good night, everybody. Howdy toddy. the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.